Customer experience. It's what sets some of the best companies apart from the rest, yet it can often be hard to achieve. Tune in monthly as we uncover the secrets behind great customer experience. This is Experience Better, the CX Podcast. Hi, everyone. You're listening to Experience Better, the CX Podcast. I'm your host, Alfred Sawatsky, Director of Product Management at Kubra. Just one note about today's episode. At the time of recording, we are in the midst of the coronavirus pandemic. Since we're all practicing responsible social distancing, we are recording from our respective homes rather than at a studio. So the sound quality may not be as good as usual. Thank you for your understanding. On that note, let's get to the show. It goes without saying that 2020 has been a doozy and we're all wondering what's in store for 2021. In this episode, we're gonna sit down with Braden Short, Senior Vice President of Sales and Client Success at Kubra to talk about the top consumer trends that emerged in 2020, the lessons we've learned, and how utilities can prepare for the new normal in 2021 and beyond. Hey, Brayden, thanks for joining us today. Uh, Good morning, Alfred. Thank you. Happy to be on the show. Well, so we have a lot of ground to cover today. Few events in recent history have had a greater impact on the world than the COVID-19 pandemic. And as we know, economies stalled, unemployment rates skyrocketed at one point, and utilities have had to pivot to help customers who have not been able to pay their monthly bills. So let's dive right into that. What do you see as the top trends uh, for this year? Sure. So, I mean, so far in 2020, uh, Alfred, the the overwhelming technology trends can can really be boiled down to, one, changes in consumer payment behaviors, specifically towards contactless payments and digital wallets. Two, the added demand for payment assistance and or payment arrangement type programs. And then lastly, number three, a large increase in expanded adoption of newer technologies like chatbots, smart speakers, think, you know, Alexa, Google Home, et cetera. Mm-hmm. You know, as most of us have had to maintain a virtual stay-at-home type of lifestyle. Well, those are interesting points. Your first point, you mentioned a shift uh, in contactless payments. Can you talk a little bit more about what you mean? Yeah, of course. So, I mean, I think everyone's, you know, extremely aware of the importance right now during um, during the pandemic of washing your hands, wearing a mask, but also limiting your contact with high-touch surfaces. So, for example, think of POS devices or point-of-sale devices uh, that you find at your grocery store, your gas station, retail, etc. Um, people are trying to avoid that type of thing. And, and this shift in consumer behavior has obviously driven up interest in contactless payment solutions. In fact, during the first quarter of 2020, as the pandemic was escalating, MasterCard witnessed a 42% jump in contactless payments, including tap-to-pay, mobile pay, etc. And as well, American Express also experienced a similar rise in contactless payments. In its most recent survey, they actually found that 58% of consumers 
who have used contactless payments say they are more likely to use it now than before the start of COVID. And as a result, 50% of those surveyed respondents agree that using contactless payments is safer than using cash or inserting and swiping a card and end up having to use a pin pad. Mm-hmm. Additionally, digital wallets, such as those by you know Apple Pay, Google Pay, et cetera, they're also on the rise. Apple Pay at brick and mortar stores uh, has spiked 61% since March. That's, that's phenomenal growth. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, Google Pay, they predict their usage to double from 2018 metrics through to the end of 2020. And then finally, PayPal users grew by 21% just in the second quarter of 2020 compared to the previous year. So you can definitely see the phenomenal rise in this trend, and it's it's absolutely trending upwards. Yeah, those are some uh, huge growth numbers there. Yeah. Um, so what, I, I believe the evidence is quite clear from a number of sources that we've, we've quoted here and others that contactless payments are indeed here to stay and, in fact, are growing rapidly. Yeah, and I imagine once people get used to it, then uh, if you know when we get to some other normal where where we wouldn't necessarily, you know, kind of a return to normal again or what, whatever you want to call it, people might just stay with contactless because of the convenience of it. Definitely. So another point you had mentioned was uh, increased demand for uh, payment assistance programs. And that's, I, I imagine that's tied, well, so as the name implies, uh, people need help making payments. And I imagine that's tied to what some people have called like the the uh, the pending debt and the pending utility debt or utility consumer debt tied to this whole thing where uh, I think starting in March when the lockdown started, utilities instituted disconnect moratoriums. So basically um, they're not going to disconnect you if you get behind on your payments. And I think a lot of people couldn't make payments, so they stopped making payments and they're not getting disconnected at some point in the future. Um, maybe in 2021, uh, these utilities are going to say it's time. They're going to, they're going to discontinue the moratoriums and say it's time to pay up. And that could cause a whole lot of grief. Can you say more like in terms of like payment assistance programs and such, how can utilities prepare, prepare for this as these moratoria are, um, as we start lifting them like next year? Yeah, for sure. So you're, you're absolutely right. In April, uh, between April, May, and June, I would say the vast majority of utilities uh, in North America had instituted some type of moratorium on disconnects, late notices, uh, that type of thing. Certainly, we saw that within our own business in terms of, uh, you know, the physical printing and mailing of, of, of disconnect notices. So, to answer your question, uh, I'm just going to give you a couple interesting stats first. So, mm-hmm. Kruger recently ran a poll among our utilities, over 200 of them and found that 35% of those surveyed think 30 to 50% of their customers will in fact have trouble paying their gas, water, electric bill once the moratorium is lifted. Mm. Now, we ourselves, through our own metrics, we've also seen a reduction in the number of payments in our system since Mm -hmm. the pandemic. And now that payments are starting to happen again as moratoriums are slowly lifted, um, we see the dollar value of the payment has actually increased substantially 
as consumers try to catch up on their path to bill amounts, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, in regards to your original question, how can utilities prepare for the end of the payment moratoriums? Well, we've seen prepay programs, payment arrangements, et cetera, as a couple of ways that utilities are exploring to help manage these debts while keeping the lights on for their customers. So for background, prepay is a program that allows customers to make small incremental payments toward their utility bill rather than having to pay a large lump sum at the end of each month. So we we tend to think of this as more of a pay-as-you-go type of model, uh, similar in nature to some of the wireless plans where, you know, you top up your your available minutes for, for your cell phone. In addition, though, prepay offers a mechanism for customers to pay down debts slowly while still being able to keep their power on. So we've seen a lot of interest around prepay programs this year, not just because of the pandemic, although that is some of it, but rather a desire to allow customers more control over energy consumption and payment scheduling that fits in with their current budget. All of this that we just spoke about above, prepay, pay-as-you-go, payment arrangements, et cetera, have the added benefit of increasing customer satisfaction ratings for our utility clients. So it's a little bit of a win-win there. Right. So so to recap, I mean, utilities can can implement some of these um, these programs like different payment arrangements or a, or a prepay program to to help their customers and the customers will be able to um, you know based on their 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 new cash flow uh, situation will be able to keep the lights on and so we can keep the lights on and the utilities can get some of their debt uh, paid off yeah yeah and and actually i I did forget to mention one of the one of the other new features that we we recently implemented for a number of utility clients is called our boost feature. Mm-hmm. And boost simply provides the ability for an end consumer to uh, securely and electronically notify someone, a neighbor, a friend, a parent, uh, you know that they're having difficulty paying this bill, and our application will provide them the ability to allow a third party to help pay down this particular utility bill. So again, just a number of different features there to try and and meet the needs of our utilities, particularly during the pandemic. Yeah, that's really cool, that Boost program. It kind of reminds me of a very focused GoFundMe account. (laughs) Yes, it is, very much. Yeah, very cool. So uh, earlier, like you had had mentioned like three different topics of um, kind kind of trends, and your third one was you had mentioned that customers have expanded their adoption of technology this year. And what does that, um, that consumer expansion of technology mean for utilities? Sure. So, I mean, if we just you know recap the three fastest growing technologies this year, it's obviously smart speakers, social media, and chatbots. Mm-hmm. So, with everybody spending significantly more time at home and creating home workspaces to replicate what they had in their previous office environment, we have seen an increase in smart speaker usage, so that's your Alexa, your Google Home, social media, and chatbot technology. Again, all of them touchless-type payment scenarios. So with smart speakers, the daily use of voice assistants has risen during the pandemic, with 52% of voice assistant users saying they use voice technology several times a day or nearly every day. 
Personally, I use my Alexa constantly throughout the day, multiple times for different reasons. Mm-hmm. From a social media perspective, um, certainly usage has increased since the pandemic hit, which was you know March of 2020. By July, social media usage increased 11% from the previous year. And about half of the U.S. adult population say that their social media usage has increased in 2020. And then finally, with chatbots, I mean, the convenience of 24 by 7 support has certainly boosted the usage of chatbots globally. Almost every website now has a chatbot, not only to increase customer satisfaction, but of course, to also help reduce the number of calls into a utilities call centers. So think companies like Microsoft, Google, Facebook, they've all used their chatbot technologies to help respond to COVID-related type questions during the pandemic. Now, these are opportunities for utilities to adapt to the channels their customers are using. So utilities can use smart speakers, social media, chatbots as an innovative, inexpensive, and convenient way to connect with their customers regarding questions they have around billing and payment, outages, and and, and more, really, really anything in, in that regard. So to just wrap up your question there, these three simple technologies will have a great impact for utilities by, again, increasing customer satisfaction while reducing overall costs for the utility. Well, that sounds like a lot of good opportunities. I mean, where consumers are are already in the um, you know in the different t- digital technology spaces. I know a lot of people. Sometimes you think about the digital space. You think a lot about a doom scrolling and things like that. But it sounds like there's a lot of uh, positive opportunity for you know consumers already in the digital space, and they want to be able to. And then the utilities can reach in there and connect to consumers where they are. Um, I know what you're saying about chatbots. I mean, pretty much every website, like you were saying, you go to now, um, sometimes it's a bit passive. There's something on the side. Other times it's even like almost right in your face. It just pops up, says, oh, do you have any questions for me? I can I can talk to you. And so, yeah, chatbots are becoming uh, ubiquitous. Absolutely. Um, so as we uh, r- wrap up this uh, conversation, so we're uh, – very soon we'll be going into 2021. Uh, what advice would you give to utilities as, as we head into next year and um, get ready for the challenges that you foresee for next year? Sure. Yeah, that's a great question. So, I mean, I believe everyone needs to recognize that, um, you know, the millennials, they have taken over as the bulk of not only utility customers, but customer segment period for the first time this year, 78 million of them. So it's replacing the boomer market. So this absolutely requires the ability to adapt to new consumer behaviors. People rarely go back to a previous way of doing things after adopting something new. And the current estimates set a consumer-ready vaccine by April 2021 for the most vulnerable groups. And then, of course, sometime in Q2, Q3, it's going to be ready for the general population. Now, as a result... Utilities must be ready for a stronger shift in payment preferences, the way customers want to interact with you, specifically towards contactless payments and digital wallets. So you should also expect that your customers will continue to need help paying their bills 
well through 2021, especially as the moratoriums are lifted at varying degrees uh, across the United States and Canada. So again, this points to offering a few things. Number one, prepay programs. Programs designed to help a customer pay off debt while simultaneously allowing them to keep their power on. Payment arrangement programs or the ability to set your payment schedule based on your ability and of course the utilities agreement to repay outstanding balances. And then lastly, I believe utilities really need to keep up with the technology that your customers are using, like voice assistant, social media, online chatbots. Now, I know it's an old line, but, but it's quite true. And that is your customers, utility customers, they're not comparing you to another utility. They're comparing you to the experience that they have every single day dealing with Amazon, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, et cetera. So that's, that's who they're comparing you to, these, these technological giants. And so it's, in, it's incumbent upon utilities to ensure that they can replicate those type, types of experiences for their customers as well. So to wrap up your question, Alfred, I mean, in, in 2021, to boil it all down, utilities must remain diligent in acquiring the latest technology tools that their consumers are used to and are expecting. That's that's a good summary, and it just it just occurred to me just as you were talking. I had the, the sense that it's going to have to happen quickly. Like it's you can't have. I mean, I, I don't know what what your sense is, but it can't be like multi-year projects that roll out this this I don't know new technology. I mean, it just seems like it has to happen quickly to accommodate these changes, these rapid changes that are happening. I mean, do you have any thoughts about that? Yeah, without question. So, I mean, to 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 respond to the pandemic. So, it would, like for example, you take our our boost payment program. That was something that was, you know, up and running in 30 days. These are the type of things that we have to also, as, as a partner, we have to, Kubra has to, to adapt to as well. And that is everything needs to now be agile deployments, specifically if it's programs that are aimed at alleviating some type of issue or concern during the pandemic. So we need to be able to be able to deploy these new features, these, you know, chatbots, um, social media channels, all of these things absolutely have to be delivered quickly, 30, 45 days, and, and without question in an agile manner. Mm-hmm. Just have to be quick. And I, I, actually, you using the word agile, I think, is a good way of, of wrapping it up. I mean, we need to, not only is agile obviously a development methodology, it's a, it's a frame of mind, right, for how we want to relate to our consumers and what they're, where they're at. Yep, Absolutely. Well, Braden, we've come we've come to the end of our uh, chat here. I really appreciate um, your time. I know you're a busy man, and uh, I appreciate um, kind of the insights you gave us and and the listeners about uh, how you saw 2020 kind of play out in terms of the shift to contactless and more digital, and uh, your your views on what next year holds for us. So maybe we'll have you back in a year and we'll see how your predictions panned out. But uh, I know um, there's a lot of um, interesting and new and exciting things for us in the, in the new year that we can do to help support our, our uh, utility customers as they support uh, their consumers. So thanks again for joining us and um, stay safe. 
Great. Thank you, Alfred. I appreciate you inviting me, and I hope to be able to see you in person sometime in the near future. That's all for Experience Better, the CX podcast. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Please send us your questions and continue the conversation with us on Twitter or Facebook at KubraWay. That's K-U-B-R-A-W-A-Y or on LinkedIn at Kubra. Experience Better, the CX podcast is presented by Kubra. I'm your host, Alfred Sawatsky. Goodbye for now. I hope you experience better.